Welcome, everyone, and thank you for listening to the fifth season of Camille's Demi Hour. This is a half-hour show dedicated to sharing the Epicurean life and personal stories from Nantucket and beyond. I'll be speaking with a great mix of guests this year, from winemakers and chefs to innovative pioneers in the world of hospitality and healthy living. Thanks again for listening to the show, and cheers! Thank you again for listening, everybody. This is Camille Broderick, host of Camille's Demi Hour on Nantucket's NPR station. Today on the show, my guest is from a place that has been on my bucket list to visit for years. Tucked next to the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, this little oasis is a dream for those who want to rejuvenate one's soul in both body and mind. I'm lucky to welcome the owner, Mary Celeste Bell of Blackberry Farm. Welcome, Mary. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. You may be far away from Nantucket, but I believe that there are a lot of parallels with what you're doing down there to the experiences that we try to provide for our guests on this island. Blackberry Farm seems really extraordinary for a lot of reasons, and that's why I wanted you to be on the show today. Why don't you talk about the beginnings of Blackberry Farm and the the immensity of the, the acreage and the land that you have surrounding you? I would be happy to. So Blackberry Farm started really just as my in-laws, Sandy and Christelle, as their home. They bought Blackberry, the main house of Blackberry, back in 1976. They both had grown up in Knoxville, which is about 45 minutes from Walland, where Blackberry is located. And they decided they wanted to just take the plunge and have a house out in the country. So they found Blackberry, and it was just the main house. It was about eight bedrooms, and they really planned to live there. And Sam's mom really kind of did everything from the beginning, from mowing the lawn to going to the grocery store and cooking. And so she took some cooking classes and started creating these menus, things like beef wellington and baked Alaska and these very luxurious and elegant dinners. And so Sandy would work on Ruby Tuesdays and come home just in time to help serve dinner. At this point, my husband, my late husband, Sam, he passed away in 2016. But he was born right when they moved to Blackberry. And he would, once he started walking, he would help kind of carry plates out, as my mother-in-law likes to say, in his footy pajamas. So it started from a very simple idea of their home, and it just naturally evolved because of their passion for entertaining, for opening their home, and love gathering people around the table. That was in the 70s, and over the years, it's evolved from originally about 600 acres to now 4,200 acres, And we are nestled on the edge of the Smoky Mountain National Park. I love to say that someone could jump on the Appalachian Trail from Blackberry. Our trails connect to the AT, and someone could hike from Tennessee to Maine. (laughs) But we are very protected by the National Park, and we're just nestled back at the end of a cove called West Miller's Cove. Oh, it's, it's it's amazing to think of what it has become today to what it was. Uh, it was more of just a little personal B&B, really. Is that how it started? Yes, that is how it started. It was Sam's mom and then one other person they hired to help cook 
and um, go to the grocery, and then and she did all the flowers, and her own mom helped do the initial decorating. They used a lot of their own wedding gifts and things and borrowed things from friends. We kind of laughed because in the living room of the main house, which is very, very, um, very much like it was back in the 70s with some refreshed furniture, but there are certain pieces that we will never change. And a friend of theirs lent them this gorgeous mirror back in the 70s, and about 10 years ago, he wanted it back. <laughs> and um, and Sam's mom laughed and was like, okay, we're going to have to buy it from you or something, but we've had it here for 30-something years. <laughs> it, it's part of library. We can't let go of it. And so we still have some of the original pieces. But, um, but yeah, they lived upstairs, and, and even some of the rooms that guests would stay in were down the hall from their room. And then in the 80s, they added additional rooms. And then in the 90s, we finally opened um, cottages called the Hollyglade Cottages. And then in the 2000s, we are able to buy the land across the street and really kind of take all of the things that we've been doing on one side of the property with this additional acreage and really take it to the next level. It was something my husband was very much a part of. And um, and so we kind of brought the farm component of Blackberry Farm really to life at that point by en- enhancing our sheep herd, building a dairy so that we could milk the sheep on property, and now we're making our own cheeses. And then we opened a preservation kitchen, a butcher shop, and um, and then, of course, the barn, which is really the home of our um, fine dining restaurant mm. called The Barn. And then you have a wellness center. So the Blackberry Experience in, involves all of the food elements, which you're pretty much a biodynamic, self-sustainable property with milk and cheese and vegetables and meat. And <laughs> and then you have a wellness area too. And then the dining area, are those sort of the three hubs of the, of the property? Basically. So when you're approaching Blackberry Farm, you're on a two-lane country road and we're actually kind of the dead end of that that cove nestled in the Smoky Mountains, so we're very protected. And on the left side is the side where the original main house is. And that's also where we have the creek where people can fly fish. It's where you can jump off into the woods to do lots of trails and it also connects to the park. And then we also have the well house, which is our spa. And then on the right side is the land that I referred to a few minutes ago where we were able to take this whole farming component to the next level. And so the farm, we call it the farmstead, and that's the home of our dairy, the barn, which is our fine dining restaurant and our wine cellar. And then in 2016, we opened what we call Bramble Hall. It's the home of our music series with an amphitheater so there's kind of the farm side, and then there's the side that's the original piece, but it has beautiful pastures and sheep and some horses, too. So 
Uh, it's just incredible what you offer there. The events and dinners are uh, top of the line. You have everyone from Daniel Hume from 11 Madison Park voted the number one restaurant in the world to Dave Matthews, who's coming to perform at Bramble Hall. I mean, these Grammy Award winning musicians. And so you're creating just these experiences for people. So what is the ultimate hope for your guests when they come and stay and horseback ride and fish and listen to music? I mean, you're really, you just don't want them to leave. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, well, really, what we want them to do is kind of leave their reality behind. We like to say that Blackberry is a place that you don't want to leave. And I feel like for guests, wherever they're going, the goal should be to really feel like they've escaped from reality. And I love the idea of our guests getting a dose of nature, whether it's getting in the woods to do a short 15-minute hike to a longer three- to four-hour hike, or getting on a horse, or just the way that we bring nature to the table. But I also love that the way that you navigate the property is a lot of times by golf cart or by foot. And so people are really getting to just kind of slow down and kind of get in this peaceful state of mind. Another goal really is to also make sure that we're exposing our guests to something new, whether it's a new ingredient or a new way that ingredient is used on their plate or a new wine varietal. We love introducing people to new varieties. It's so fun to know what they love and what their go-to is and then to say, okay, you need to know about this new producer, that's such a really fun for our team. And we have 100, over 160,000 bottles in our wine cellar. Oh, wow. um, but then there's also things like teaching someone to wake surf. So while we have these traditional farm components that are so, part, so much a part of the Blackberry Farm experience, we also have a lot of really interesting things like tree climbing and wake surfing and paddle boarding and things that get people off the farm and enjoying these Mickey Mountains. So you said the word escape, and it's funny. One of my questions was there's a need for escapism and a return to nature, I think, within today's society with technology. I think the trend is to actually slow down a little bit more now. And so do you see that need and that real urge from people coming to visit you? We do. Well, Like they know, say, take my our, phone and don't let me look at my phone. Is there a phone safe box or something? You know, I wish that more people wanted that. Sadly, <laughs> I think that people love to disconnect, but it's a hard thing for them. We do not have incredible phone service out in the woods and all over the whole property, which is one thing I love. My cell phone does not work at my house. I don't have a booster, and that's on purpose. But I think for us, you know, we're, we're on 4,200 acres, and we're adjacent to the Smoky Mountain National Park. So Blackberry Farm has always celebrated nature, and we've always offered guests the opportunity to escape their everyday realities and to be pampered. So it's not really a new concept for us. I would say that more people are embracing that idea, certainly. And while we know that people want to disconnect, we also want them to be able to connect here. And it's about 
you know, disconnecting from whatever is stressing you out or everyday responsibilities and really being able to connect with the person you came with, with new friends. That's one of the really interesting things that we see happen at Blackberry Farm a whole lot is the people come, and I'm sure you see this at, you know, the Nantucket Food and Wine Festival or different gatherings around town is when people come for a similar passion that they share, then suddenly they have connected to each other They may have been strangers until you sat them at a dinner together, and then they have a new connection, and then how it can continue and develop into a real friendship. And so I really love kind of the community we're creating, a community around wellness, around the table. It's it's really, really rewarding to see people also just taking the time to connect with themselves, too just taking that extra quiet to sit by the creek, people getting out and and really just kind of taking that time for themselves. We are speaking with Mary Celeste Bell, the owner of Blackberry Farm in Tennessee. She is in charge of one of the uh, quote-unquote America's Hidden Treasures It's a place where I think hospitality and real pampering and luxury meet. You have also an incredible eye for design and fashion and interiors. How has that been incorporated into the BlackBerry experience? What are your contributions? Well, BlackBerry, as I said earlier, was started really as my in-law's house. And so the design really evolved with being the extension of their home. So it was always kind of the idea of, well, what would I do at my own home? It was their home. And so it really started out as their home, opening up to friends and family. But then as Blackberry grew, it was always kind of, how do we keep this feeling like someone's home? Like you're visiting an uncle or an aunt or a grandparent. And if you look at the barn, I think that's a great example is You know, we took a barn built that we moved down from Pennsylvania to create our restaurant, our fine dining restaurant in it. And we used these gorgeous Christopher Spitzmiller lamps. And, yeah, that was definitely a splurge. But it it was one of those things where it's like if you're only going to have a little bit of light, you really can have the really nice, beautiful ones. And those aren't super practical for a lot of hospitality situations, but we have been able to make it work. And so it's little things like figuring out how can we always keep a feeling like home. And sometimes that's having some quirky thing that doesn't make sense in a commercial space, or it's, you know, um, having art that we collected on a trip. So it's kind of picking and choosing where are those pieces and those design elements. But to us, it's really important because we want it to feel welcoming, comfortable, and as if you're staying in one of our own homes. Yeah. Now, as far as relationship with food goes, our life pretty much revolves around food. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I know that I don't speak alone there. I think there are a lot of people like me, my husband especially, He literally planned his meals days ahead. So for us, I think food is so much more and eating is so much more than just putting something in your mouth. I think it's about A, gathering and connecting at a table. That's super important to me and was to my husband. And it's very important 
for me now as a widow with my five children is having a family dinner is just really, really important. It's a time for us to all connect. And um, and I also love bringing different people together at the table. And then, of course, on the wellness front, I mean, my husband believes this to the nth degree, and I certainly do too, is just the power of food and how medicinal it can be. And it's really been such a gift to my family, and I feel like we've shared this gift so much with our guests, harvesting so much of our of what goes on our table and exposing people to things like different mushrooms and really creating different ways for people to enjoy the bounty of what nature has given us. And how, like you said, how healing it can be. I, I'm one of those people who live to eat uh, and not eat to live. I mean, that's the reason why I created this show was just to talk about all the amazing restaurants and food around Nantucket. But as I've grown professionally and personally in the food industry, it's amazing how nourishing food can be mentally as, as well as physically. And when you look at your events and what you guys are doing, you are bringing in chefs from all over the country and the world and you're always collaborating and like you said giving new experiences to to your guests how are you getting inspired to bring blackberry to the next level and uh, I, I can't even think of many properties around the world that i know that offer as much as you do i'm sure there are some in pockets ar- around the world but are there places that you've visited that inspire you as far as the, where we're going where blackberry is heading it's always really been an evolution of our family. And it started really with my in-laws. And then as my husband and I evolved and he got into different things, whether it was cycling. So now we have this thing we've discovered, he discovered how incredible the cycling is around in our area. So it's really been neat. And then of course, as our children have evolved, you know, and grown, we, we have children and um, ranging from age 21 to 6. That's a whole another story there. But as our <laughs> children have evolved, grown, you know, we started our Camp Blackberry program. And, and that's even growing, you know. As my children got older, I realized, oh, wow, now we need to offer this. And then this sounds like a neat idea for those children. And then... Um, our music program, I mean, that just kind of started with us having a conversation with a guest. And I had just been to a concert in Atlanta and an outdoor show at the Botanical Gardens. And I ended up the next night at a dinner at Blackberry with an agent. And we just started talking. And I was like, okay, I just went to this. I feel like we can do this here. And so now, yeah. 2016, we opened our own facility and and have an outdoor amphitheater and so really it's just kind of what is exciting us but obviously it's what do we think our guests will be excited about too and so a lot of the things that we're doing is about kind of what are we already doing and how can we just make it its best right so but we're very fortunate that we don't need to operate like a corporation you know we are a family business and although we have 700 team members now, wow, um, it's <laughs> that's pretty great. amazing. That's amazing. That's, I would think a few hundred. That's, that's incredible. Now that is across two properties now. Blackberry yeah. Mountain is our new property we opened in February. But um, 
but the point is is that you have that freedom to make these changes yeah you have freedom to make these changes we can like you said, these things happen with your own evolution personally, and like you said, with your family, your own experiences. The music factor, the music piece is just awesome because music is such a part of people's lives, and I think it is a part of a dining experience at the dinner table and, and even in your wellness world. I mean, hearing music or hearing anything that's resonating with, with your own body's rhythm is, is healing too. Totally agree. So the truth is I've never been down to the Smoky Mountains, and I'm, I imagine a lot of people haven't. Can you describe what the mountains are like and what it feels like? Well, we are in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, and our elevation is about, we're about 2,000 feet at Blackberry Farm. We are kind of a four-season, I know everyone kind of has their different versions of seasons, but one of the things I love about Tennessee and the Smoky Mountains is that we have four really distinct seasons, and so we have a lot of um, evergreen trees in the winter that keep this nice green but make the hiking in the mountains really, really beautiful. I love hiking in the winter because it's cooler and the views are really amazing and the woods are just kind of opened up. But then spring comes and we have a lot of wildflowers and everything is kind of coming to life. It's really just a beautiful time on the farm with the sheep being born, baby chicks, you know, all that very storybook farm. And then summer is really so much about the garden and the mountains are really, really green. And watching it transition from spring to summer is really interesting as all the greens. There's so many different varieties of greens. And then as summer transitions into fall, the colors are just gorgeous. Oranges and yellows and these crazy vibrant red leaves. The Smoky Mountains are a really unique place. So many species of um, animals and plants. So and, And also really interesting kind of little microclimate. There's kind of like rainforests and then there's drier parts. I think people just need to come see for themselves. It sounds beautiful. And I just congratulate you on so much that you have achieved. And your Southern hospitality is always first and foremost. And it's been an honor to have you on the show and to hear you firsthand talk about exactly how you want to treat your guests. And it really is so inviting. So you are meant to be doing what you're what you're doing. Well, thank you, Camille. I have enjoyed it. And I have to tell you that I had a great memory jog a few weeks ago. I was looking through some old photographs and had spent a weekend in Nantucket with my husband. I found these pictures of us having a sunset picnic with great friends out on the beach. And it's really such an incredibly beautiful place. Such a perfect place to have some beautiful cheeses and wines and watch the sunset. So I would like to say in your in your late husband's words, make a great day. I learned that motto in Aspen when you did a seminar there um, at the Aspen Food and Wine Festival. And it's a great philosophy to go to. So thank you for that. Thank you. Well, thank you for passing it along. And I hope that you make a great day. <laughs> thank you, Mary. Thanks, Camille. Take care. And thanks again for listening to Camille's Demi Hour on Nantucket's NPR station. Tune in every weekend through Labor Day on 89.5 Nantucket's NPR station. Saturday mornings at 1030 and Sundays at 1130. 
If you want to hear the full episodes, you can find me on iTunes. Cheers! Oh, yeah.